Hello and welcome to Season 12, Episode 2 of the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible. This is Episode 2, but it's really the first official full episode of this year's Reading Through the Bible. The first episode was a sort of introduction to the show, highlighting some of the new things we'll be doing this year. If you haven't listened to it, I suggest you go back and do that. I'm so glad you're here today. If you've been around for a while, welcome back. How was your summer? If this is your first time here, wow, I'm glad you found us. I hope you like what you hear and that you'll be with me for the entire journey through God's Word this year. I always invite your comments, and I'll share some comments from the LifeSpring family on the show. And by the way, if you're new, that's what I call the listeners to the show, family. I don't want you to just listen to the show. I want you to participate as a family does. You are very much a part of the show, and I do rely on your contributions in many ways. We'll talk more about that as we go along. Today we're going to read from the book of Psalms, chapters 1 and 2, and because the Psalms are written as poetry, and in my opinion no translation matches the King James when it comes to poetic language, today I'll be reading from the King James. I'll use about 13 different translations of the Bible over the course of the year, but today it's the King James. As always, after today's Bible reading, I'm going to share some thoughts on what we've read. And today we'll also begin the This Day in Church History segment, And I'll begin the new prayer requests segment. But right now, let's get to the reading. Psalms chapter 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the godly shall perish. Psalms chapter 2 Why do the heathen rage, and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord, and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder, and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh, the Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath, and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree, the Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron, thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now therefore, O ye kings, be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear, and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry, and ye perish from the way, when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Well, as you might know, most of the Psalms were written by David. He's the guy that, as a young shepherd boy, killed Goliath. And he's also who God chose to be the second king of Israel, after King Saul. And even though he had a major moral downfall with Bathsheba, David is called a man after God's own heart, twice in the Bible, which truly shows that God is a forgiving God. 
As the year goes on, we'll see many, many times where God demonstrates a tremendous capacity for forgiveness. The first chapter of Psalms is really a great place to start reading the Bible, in my opinion. I read from the King James because it sounds so beautiful, but let's break it down a little in the New Living Translation. Verse 1 says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. Well, beloved, I don't know about you, but I can't think of a better way to start this season's reading. It sort of establishes the scene, don't you think? As we get into the Word of God together, as it becomes part of our daily lives, we will learn to find joy or delight in it. We'll be instructed by it. We'll be challenged by it. We'll see ourselves in it, and we'll learn more about who God is. Really, the Bible is a love letter to us. You see, Christianity is more than just a religion. It's a relationship with the one who created all that is. It's a relationship with the one who created you. And how is a relationship built? By spending time together. We'll be spending time with God by reading His Word. And as an extra bonus, you and I will be spending time together. On the show, I'll be sharing what's happening in my life, and I hope you'll do the same by way of email comments, reviews. I'll talk more about that in a moment, and prayer requests. Now quickly, chapter 2 shows the futility of the world system thinking that they can ignore or scoff at God. It gives a warning to those who do that, and it gives a promise of joy to those who take refuge in Him. This is a theme that we'll see all the way through the Bible. And as we look at the political landscape in the world today, it could be very easy to be discouraged. It seems as if everything is falling apart, doesn't it? Fifteen days to stop the threat of COVID has turned into over a year and a half of masks and lockdowns. New and deadly trouble in Afghanistan. Christians being killed in several places around the world. I could go on and on. So how do we cope with all of this? Well, we put our faith in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. If you've never read the Bible before, I've got a spoiler for you. God wins. And as a matter of fact, God has already won. He is on the throne, and nothing that is happening in the world today is a surprise to Him. Stick with me over the next weeks and months, and we'll talk much more about how God is active in the world around us. He's not a God who created the universe and then walked away. He cares very deeply about you and about me. He loves you. He wants to spend eternity with you. And he paid an enormous price to make that possible. He sent his son Jesus to live a perfect, sinless life so that he could take my sins and yours upon himself. And he was sacrificed on a cross. He died, but he was raised back to life three days later, proving that he is truly God and able to forgive our sins. And he offers that forgiveness if we will only believe and follow him. It's a free gift for us, but it cost him his life. We'll talk much more about that as the year goes by. I want to hear from you. Email me at steve at lifespringmedia.com or use the contact form at comment.lifespringmedia.com. I'll read some of the comments on the show. Next up is This Day in Church History, but first I want to remind you that this show must have your support. If you like what you hear, if you think that the show is worth your time, if it has value, then I need you to convert that value to a number that makes sense to you and send it to me. 
And when you donate as an extra bonus, I guarantee that you'll feel good about yourself. The Bible says the workman is worth his hire. The Apostle Paul said that those who bring the word to you should be supported. Maybe you're saying to yourself, Steve, why don't you just get some sponsors, some advertisers? Well, because advertisers always influence the content, either directly or indirectly. And as we go through the Bible, I'm going to be unapologetically presenting the truth of God's Word as I see it. And in today's culture, that does not always go over so well. I don't want advertisers because I need to be as cancel-proof as I can be. So I need you to go to support.lifespringmedia.com and sign up for a recurring donation or make a one-time donation. And or you can get a podcasting 2.0 podcast app that will let you stream little tiny bits of Bitcoin to me as you listen or send chunks of them in the form of boosts. And even better, send those boosts with a short message uh, with something we call a boostagram. And by the way, I want to thank those of you that have already sent some sats my way. I appreciate it. And it's a lot of fun to see them come in. So far, I've received 12,419 Satoshis in my wallet. And for those of you who have no experience with Bitcoin, and that sounds like a lot, today, as I'm recording this, that's worth about $6.03. Obviously, that's not life-changing, but as they say, every bit helps. The point is, if you like the show, think about what value it has for you and send that value to me at support.lifespringmedia.com or get a new podcast app to replace that dusty old app you've been using. Get it at newpodcastapps.com. I think the easiest way to start streaming sats and boosting and sending boostograms is the Fountain app, so look for it there. It's available for both iOS and Android. And now for the debut entry in This Day in Church History. September 1st, 1785, was the birth of pioneer circuit rider Peter Cartwright, perhaps the best known of the early Methodist preachers along the American frontier. Cartwright later served in the Illinois State Legislature and was defeated in an 1846 race for Congress by none other than Abraham Lincoln. And on this date in 1836, missionaries Marcus Whitman and Henry H. Spaulding reached Fort Walla Walla on the Columbia River and established the first U.S. settlement in the territory of northern Oregon. Their wives, Narcissa Whitman and Eliza Spaulding, were the first white women to cross the American continent. And now one of the things that I'm really excited about doing this year is prayer requests. And I'm going to need your involvement for this. This is the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible. And back in the olden days, families used to have a family Bible. And the whole family would gather around, usually on a daily basis, to read from this family Bible. And many families at that time would share prayer requests. Family prays for family. So that's what I'd like us to do here. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as, in fact, you are doing. Prayer is something that we can encourage each other with and build each other up with. Romans 12.12 says, Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Matthew 18.20 says, For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. Well, beloved, even though podcasting is time-shifted, we can virtually gather together in His name as we pray for one another. Lastly, James 5.16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. 
The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Yes, prayer is something that we're called to do, and it's something that I think we can do together as a family. Well, since this is the first show of the season, I don't have any prayer requests from you, so I'm going to share some of my requests with you. But as we go forward, like I said, I need you to send your requests. The way you do that is go to prayer.lifespringmedia.com. There's a form there, and you'll see it when you get there. It's very easy to share your prayer requests. It won't take you much time, and I promise you that when I get your prayer request, I'll pray for you in my private prayer time, and we'll share the prayer requests here on the show. And don't worry, if you want to remain anonymous, there's a way for you to do that at prayer.lifespringmedia.com. So, let's pray. Our gracious and loving Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. I pray, Lord, for each one who's listening, God, that you would draw them close to yourself. I thank you, Lord, for this show and our ability, Lord, to gather together here around your word and with each other in this time of prayer. I thank you, God, for the promise that you're listening and that you work in our lives. I thank you, God, for who you are. There's nothing, Lord, that is beyond you. There's nothing too big. There's nothing too difficult. There's nothing, Lord, that surprises you. God, you are God, and you're able and willing and loving enough and gracious enough to want to help us. We ask God that as we bring these prayer requests to you, Lord, that you will be glorified. You are worthy of our praise, Lord, and when you respond to our prayer requests, we'll be careful to give you our praise. Father, right now I pray for my friends, Dell and Kathy. You know, God, that for many years they've struggled with various sicknesses. And now, not only is Kathy dealing with multiple sclerosis, Lord, but the cancer that she's been fighting for so long seems to be winning the battle. And so, God, I pray right now that you would touch her body, Lord, that you would bring healing. I pray, God, that you would bring relief from the pain that her body is feeling. I lift up my children to you, Lord. Though they are no longer kids, they're still mine. They're still my kids. They're still my children. And I pray, God, that as they lead their own families, Lord, that you would draw them close to you. I pray, God, that you would reveal yourselves to them, that you would help them, Lord, to live lives that are pleasing to you. I pray for each one of their wives. I pray, God, that their families would reflect your love. And one of my kids, Lord, you know, is not walking with you right now. And I pray, God, that whatever, whatever it takes, Lord, you would draw him to you. I pray for my grandkids, Lord. I, I pray for Matt and Marina who are raising them, Lord, that they would raise them in a way that would draw them to you, Lord, that would make them want to follow you. I pray, God, for myself, for wisdom as I produce this show. I pray, God, that lives will be touched. I pray, God, that my words not be the important thing, Lord, but that your words would come through and would touch the hearts of the listeners. I pray, God, for changed lives, not just the listeners, Lord, but even for mine. Each day, Lord, as we live our lives, we want to be more and more like you. I pray, Lord, for the lovely Lady Leanne, my wife. pray, God, that you would be with her as she's at work. I pray, God, that you would keep her healthy. I pray, God, that you would bless her for having to put up with all of the stuff that I put her through. I thank you for the gift that she is in my life. I pray, Lord, for our nation. I pray for those that are in political positions, Lord. Give them wisdom. Lead them. Guide them. If they're on the wrong track, Lord, I pray, God, that you would do whatever is necessary to get them on the right track. You've had your hand on this nation for many years, God. And I pray, God, that in those many areas where our country has wandered away from what is good and right, I pray, God, that you would forgive us. Heal our nation, Lord. 
I pray, God, for those that are suffering. I pray for those that have recently fallen in Afghanistan. I pray for their families. I pray, God, for your hand in that whole situation over there. There's so many people that are hurting. I ask, God, for your Holy Spirit on that situation. Help those of us that are listening, Lord, to make a difference in the world around us, whether it be our families, our extended families, our neighbors, the people we work with or go to school with or whatever. I pray, God, that we would be a light that draws people to you. And, Lord, we pray for all of those that are in the path of Hurricane Ida. I pray, God, that you would protect lives and that you would minister to those that have lost property and lives. I pray for those that are trying to help, and, Lord, that you would keep them safe. I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, beloved, you know, as we read through the Bible, we're going to be coming across some really unusual, long, and what some people would say are hard-to-pronounce names. I used to think they were difficult, too, but then I was commissioned years ago to narrate a very old version of the Bible. It's even older than the King James Version. So I tried to find a book that would tell me how to pronounce those names. I mean, if I'm going to record it, if somebody's going to be paying money to be able to have this Bible in their ears, I felt I owed it to them to be able to say the names properly. So I tried to find a book that would tell me how to pronounce those names. And one thing I don't mention very often is many years ago, I worked for one of the country's largest Christian bookstore chains. I managed for several years the book department before becoming the general manager of three of their stores. And during the years I worked for this company, I never came across a book that just listed all the names in the Bible along with their pronunciations. Now, there are several Bible reference books that are about six inches thick each that you can pour over and glean the pronunciations, but they all use those strange symbols that no one remembers what they mean. You know, those curly things and the dots and the, uh, just, you look at them and you say, what is that? How does that tell me how to say that sound? Well, I had those books in my library here in my home, but it was very time consuming mining out all those different pronunciations. I didn't want to spend all that time every time I had to look up a name. Some of the names only appear a few times in the Bible, and it's impossible to remember how to say them if you only have to do it infrequently. And if I had to look them up each time I came across one of those, it would be hard to stay on my recording schedule for my client. I had a time schedule. I had to get this thing done. He was paying me, so I had to get it done. So I began to compile a list for myself with easy pronunciations so that I didn't have to remember what all those strange little symbols meant. And then it occurred to me that if this was useful for me, it would probably be useful for other people as well. Pastors, Sunday school teachers, homeschoolers, lectionary readers, students, anyone who reads or studies the Bible. And that's how Webb's Easy Bible Names Pronunciation Guide was born. It took over two years to write, and I published it in 2012. Now, if you'd like to have a copy for yourself, if you're tired of skipping over the hard names, If you want to enjoy reading the Bible more, then go to BibleNames.link. Webb's Easy Bible Names Pronunciation Guide is available in softcover, PDF, and MP3. Every name of the Bible is in that book, with every English spelling from every major English translation. Now, when you buy my book, you're helping to support this show. And because you're helping, I want to give you a discount since you're part of the LifeSpring family. When you check out, be sure you use discount code PODCAST and you'll get a 25% discount only at BibleNames.link. 
Now, for people outside the United States, you can get it at Amazon. Hey, if you like the show, I'd love it if you'd go to reviews.lifespringmedia.com and leave a review. Why? Well, there's several reasons, but how about this one? Because it's a great way for me to see what you like and what you don't like. That way, I can make the show better for both of us. And I'll share some of the reviews on the show. Go to reviews.lifespringmedia.com. And while you're there, after you write a review, sign up for the newsletter. I'll send you a weekly list of the Bible readings for the week, and I'll have some other content there that you won't get on the show. Sign up at news.lifespringmedia.com. Our reading tomorrow will be Job chapters 1 and 2. Job is one of my favorite books of the Bible. Everyone goes through difficult times in their lives. Nobody gets out of here without heartaches and loss. Some have it worse than others, to be sure. And Job shows us how to react to those times and how to come out on the other side in one piece and even closer to God than before. You'll want to be here for that. Now, be sure you're subscribed. If you're not, go to subscribe.lifespringmedia.com. There are links there to help you do that. Or in most podcast apps, just search for my name, Steve Webb, or search for Lifespring Family Audio Bible. And speaking of apps, get one of the new and shiny Podcasting 2.0 apps at newpodcastapps.com. One of the cool things about these apps is every episode of this show has new podcast art, which these new apps will show you. Plus, you can stream sats and boost when you hear something that you particularly like. And tell a friend about the show, or an enemy. One way we can make the world a better place is to get God's Word into more hands and more ears, don't you think? That's what this show is all about. Comment on the show at comment.lifespringmedia.com or email me at steve at lifespringmedia.com. I'll read some of your comments on the show. I want to hear from you. Well, that just about wraps up our first real episode of the season. Until tomorrow, may God bless you richly. Thank you for being here. I'm Steve Webb. Bye.